Okay. Thank you all for coming. So we, we left off last week at the uh, we finished up paragraph VE, Khelak Aleph, Parak Dalid, Sif Bays. And what we said there was that a person is uh, the sarkova of a goof and a neshama. It's not just that the neshama happens to uh, be, dri- you know, it's human, it's whatever, it's, it's gufnius, so it, it has those gufnius that could rise. After the chet of Adam Rishon, so the ra in the world became fused to those gufnius that could rise. And when a person uh, is mamshech achar his guf, it's not just pshat that he isn't following his neshama. It's not just pshat that in his seichel he's becoming connected to his guf and it makes it harder to lihiporid mimenu. But additionally to that, additionally to that, the, the, he actually increases ra in the world and within himself, and he becomes dovuk ra, and it's it's madchik es or and it pulls down the neshama with it, and the 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 body is capable of enslaving the neshama to its causes, and chokma imagination, um, and ritzoynos that come from the neshama can be used and sublimated by the guf to further the guf drives. Um, even, even more, again, and doing more damage to the neshama than just not being a positive. It's the source, the drives of the guf become the source of negativity in, in both in this sefer and in Mrs. Sharm. Whenever the Ramchal contrasts Dveikas Bashem, which is Ayideha Mitzvahs, what he contrasts it with is Rikuk from Hashem, which is Ayidei uh, becoming Davik in Taibas. He doesn't say Averas. But as we're going to see here in the development of this parak, that's the same thing. Because the giving into Taiva um, includes within it Ra. It's not just that, you know, again, the goof became fused together with Ra. So it's not just the goof anymore. It is, a, it is, the, it is the con... Uh, the thing that conveys Tumah into this world. And when a person, even B'derech Heter, um, gives into his guf, he increases Ra in the world. And certainly if he does a B'derech Iser. But it's not only the Iser Shabai, it's the Chumriya Shabai, is the same, became one with the Ra. Is it fair to say that a guf be Saidai, I'm not going to say the word Ra, but a guf be Saidai is not a good thing? No. A guf, if, if it was, then we wouldn't be able to have it in Elam Haba. A guf be yisoidai, to use the, the mashal, but it's capable of being changed into ruchnis. Be yisoidai, that's how it is. It is a, a gashmis that's capable of being elevated to ruchnis. But not right now. After the Chetav Adam Rishon is incapable of being in elevated to ruchnis, and it's actually a source of tumah, a person can get it to the point where they weaken that tremendously, Almost, almost back to the point of being on an even plane, but not quite. And therefore it has to go through Misa before, and that takes away the Zuama. It detaches the Guf from the Ra. And then a person is capable of elevating their Guf through the Neshama. Now, as we mentioned, uh, um, there would be a Havamina based on this to, to, 
to, for a person to see their avoidah as becoming an intellect and detaching themselves from their gov. But first of all, first of all, um, even if you succeed at it, because the gov is a chalak of the person, so you would be dooming half of yourself at least, and you turn your nasham, your goof into something that couldn't be uplifted, and that's that's Esav. Esav's head went into Gan Eden, so to speak. It was buried in Marzal Pelo. But the rest of him is left behind because and, and that's not a Gan Eden situation. That's not that's not a Tchisamesan type of thing. That's not how you get eternal Elam Habo. That's A. B, most people are not capable of being Esav. Esav is a, is a gval de gamadrega that he was able to taka keep them so separate that even with all the ra that he did, his head was still able to remain pure enough to go into the, into the Marzal Pelot. It's a chiddush gadol. Most people end up bilam. And that bilam is that your guf takes over and you convince yourself that you've separated your seichel from your guf. But really, your goof is telling your seichel what to think and what to do. And you convince yourself, no, no, I'm being very objective. If Hashem tells me not to, I'm not going to. But I, right now, I don't see Hashem telling me not to. I don't know. I, Hashem said no. But yeah, but then he said yes afterwards. He didn't say yes. He just said, and Bill convinced himself that his seichel was pure, even though his seichel was very not pure. His seichel was completely sucked after his goof. That's what happens to most people. Achutz from them, it's not just because of the the sake of the the goof and the and the and, and the neshama is their fight. He's going to explain now here that the world itself is on the side of the goof, and that makes it extremely unlikely that anyone would ever succeed at ignoring, so to speak, their goof and the pull of chumrius just to be a seichel. Um, there, before we go into Sivkimum, I just want to point out, again, there's, there's an avoida of a person, taka having their seichel, not be used by their gof. We spoke about this, I think, two weeks ago, that, and last week, that, that there's an idea that a person should, as much as they can, have their head in Torah. And that means that even while a person has not perfected their, the way that they live in this world, their actions, the, way, the drives of their gof, but to at least not have the other thing happen where the goof starts controlling the intellect and using it for its own ends. And again, the most, perhaps the most common form where that happens is imagination. The koyach adimian is a koyach from the neshama. A rock doesn't have it, a plant doesn't have it. As far as we know, animals certainly don't have it in the way that we have it. Um, it to think future or imaginary thoughts... Animal drive, the goof drive, is what's in front of you. So if there's a taiva in front of you, so a person has to deal with that taiva, and the goof is driven towards it. In the Sefer, Cheshba Nefesh, so he, he's medamit to a, to a field of grain. As long as the wind doesn't blow, it just stands there, and nothing happens. And as soon as the wind blows, everything, like a gigantic wave, just folds over. That's the goof. It, it cannot stand up to any urges, basically, and it just folds whenever the, the wind blows. But until the wind blows, it just stands there. So if a person could learn how to avoid triggers and not to get into areas that are problematic for them, so they can avoid a tremendous amount of, amount of problems. Now, Lamaisi you're just avoiding. There is a Yitzhahara. They call him the Baldova for a reason. He's going to find the weak points. 
And, and uh, Karach thought, you know, Karach had a, a big problem with COVID. Radivis uh, COVID, and but he didn't know about it. It was dormant, and and it had never been triggered. And then the day it was, it brought him out of this world. So, so it's not it's not a it's not a real aidsa, but but it's a mahalach to get through certain situations. But but once a person's imagination is harnessed by the guf, so now. It, it, you could be sitting in your room and be at least the mayach being over on kol mina veris and being misava for for you know these vacations of the type that you would never actually take, but you're picturing them and imagining them, and and eating foods that you would never eat but picturing them and imagining them, and in that way the person is taking the neshama and using it to become more a, a more chumriyistik being. They're using the koyach haruchni to become more chumriyistik. So the, the, the way to avoid that, Zokta Rambam, how does a person avoid this? That these, the imagination is only usable that way in a head that's empty of Torah. If you have a kasha on the parsha, if you have a good hashkafa question, a halacha question, a gemara question, that that's your go-to when you're not doing anything. And you just, you know the sugya well enough that you could toy with the different parts of the sugya and, uh, and you know, and, and, and think, does, could it be like this? Could it be like this? Let's try this answer. Let's try this answer. And you have a few of these things, you know, so that when you run out of fuel in one, you could immediately jump to the other one. If you have a, a Gemara that you know Shakla Vitalia very, very well. So you have an hour and a half drive, but you could, you could do, you know, five, six, seven blocks Shakla Vitalia in that, in the, in the hour and a half. So you're safe during that time. Your brain is, is, is occupied being a neshama. Your neshama is being a neshama during that time. And the goof doesn't, can't get a hold on it. Again, you still have to avoid problem areas, right? If a guy is thinking Shakla Vitaya while driving through Times Square, it's gone shy that the Shakla Vitaya is going to get knocked out of his head at some point in that process. But assuming that you both are magdir your goof, you don't put it into the situations that get it going on its own, and you protect your seichel so that it can be a seichel, it can be a neshama. And you don't leave it free to just be uh, pulled this way and that by the guf. So that, that, that is a very powerful thing to do. A second very powerful thing to do. Again, it's not, you're not going to win this way. But it, certainly the Bali Musa put a very big dogish on something called shviras hamidas. Or shviras haratzoyimis. And that is that a person, like with a monkey and a dog and, a, and a, any other animal, you can train the goof, you can train it. And if you do it intelligently, and you give the right rewards, you can train your body, your body, not just your seichel. You can train your body to react to things a certain way. Right? We're all familiar with Pavlov's dogs, right? You ring the bell when they get the food, and they start salivating whenever they hear a bell. A person, it... it if, uh, like on a simple level, if a person, uh, uh, many people, they hear the word bris and they start salivating, right? They've trained their goof that a bris equals food. And so you could also, theoretically, I guess, then you're, you're on a certain level, you like brisim. You know, it's not mamisha ruchni, it's the liking. But I'm talking more the other way. As far as controlling yourself, it's possible to train your goof to become disciplined. And to train your body that it, not every time the wind blows does it have to fall. And that the body becomes capable of standing up to urges. Sort of on autopilot without, without the, without the seichel. 
Um, some of it is a seichel based it. I know if you can put things into a category where they're just off limits, instead of being up in the ear, like a lot of people on a diet do that. It's just all foods that are not on the diet are usher to them. And it becomes, it, it stops, your body doesn't fight anymore. Your body just categorizes it through, it's through the seichel, but it categorizes a certain type of thing that it doesn't have a drive for it. A person who trains themselves to get up at a certain time. So that's not a seichel thing. Their body got trained to be on a certain clock. And now the, the fight that many people have about getting up or not, for them is much easier. A person trains themselves not to be lazy. They just, every time they feel like not doing something, they get up and do it. So eventually the pull of the body to just sit around like a lump, doing nothing, weakens itself. That's not a seichel thing. That becomes a body habit. And a, when you can get body habits that are good, so then that's a very, very powerful thing. There's a, there's a called Tainus Raivet. Right? The Raivet says that his, this Tainus is really a, it's worth many Tainesim. When a person fasts the whole Tishabov, the whole Yom Kippur, or a person just takes on a voluntary fast, it's shaykh to do a fast that is such a chumriyistic zanach. Because the whole fast, the person is thinking about food, and what they're going to eat afterwards, and what they're going to eat before, in order to be able to fast. And the ganze fast, while their guf is busy being ruchniyistic, their neshama is being chumriyistic. And the imagination is thinking about food the whole day, and it's thinking about more. Your guf eventually runs out of space in your stomach, and you get sick. But your imagination could eat the entire day without getting sick. A tiny survivor leaves is nothing in the imagination. It's not, it's not glamorous. It's just this little food left on the plate, and you're still hungry, and you don't eat it. And there's no... It's, that's just sorry to the guf. But if you do it enough times, it becomes that standard. And Yaguf knows, that's it. At that point, that's the end. And it stops becoming a battle. And you train yourself to say no. And if you've trained yourself to say no, then what you've actually done is tremendously weaken the Koyacha Chumris within yourself. You're no longer a half and half, or more than half and half, a 25, 75 Guf. You're making a much fierer fight. Because your mind can now use the habits, the discipline that your guf has been trained in to help fight its battle. Right? I, I have Talmidim who are, so not all of them are blessed with the greatest kishonis, but I have, a, I, over the years, there's been a few of them. Literally, if I would tell them, walk until you drop, they would walk until literally their feet fell off. You can't get them to stop. They, they, they have a, a drive and an iron-like will, which Hashem obviously gave them to compensate for the difficulties that they face, is if they get in touch with this, so then, you know, they can be disciplined. So we once made a retreat, uh, it was called uh, Endurance. And we're trying to build up this kayak in people, to be able to push through, set a goal, and keep to it. But we didn't want to call it Endurance, because, uh, you know, the, the, the Navy SEALs uh, excel at Endurance. You don't see Navy SEALs running the world. Because not, endurance is not enough. You have to have seichel on where to put your endurance and what to direct it towards. But if a person can, can get that skill, can train themselves to be disciplined 
And that even when it gets hard, they continue to do it, to be committed, to make a goal. And even when it gets hard, to stick to it. So then if they can also pick the right projects to work on, so that discipline becomes the fuel that other Abba, it, it helps, it, their, their goof helps their ruchnias. Right? A person who's extremely disciplined. And he takes on to do Davyon, he takes on to do, to do Dershu, he takes on to do some, one of these projects that are a very long uh, term and require, you know, you don't, see the, you don't see the results right away and you don't see the end right away. So many people can't get the benefits of them because they drop out. But a disciplined guy, the discipline is not usually, often, is often not coming from his behirus in how important the zakh is. Mm-hmm. It's coming, at least in part, because he has that type of personality. He's a disciplined type of guy. He's, there's a lot of, he can take on a lot of, not just Daf Yomi, he can take on a lot of long-term projects. Right? Everyone walks away from the Simashas, everyone who goes. Right? There's a sort of people who don't go. But everyone who goes, walks away inspired. And they say, okay, I'm starting Daf Yomi. And then many people finish each time, more Baruch Hashem, but many, many people do not finish. Why not? It's because their inspiration was not strong enough, and these guys who finished were? Usually not. It's usually not the part. It's that they, they've never taught themselves to be disciplined. They don't know the tricks. They don't know the strategies. They don't, or they heard them, but they don't take them. You know, there's a lot that goes into getting these things done. Make a chavrusa. Don't try to do it yourself. Be part of a chabura, etc. There's, there's strategies to it. So a person takes the seichel, uses the seichel to train his guf to, on sort of autopilot, do the right sort of things, the types of things that are good for ruchnius, so then he can use it for ruchnius. Again, every tool, like we spoke a different time, every tool becomes a tool that can be used for Ra as well. The same disciplined guy, if he gets on, you know, decides that he's going to get the rub out, so he can be the guy who over like a six-year plan comes up with ways to undermine people and get this guy and this guy and this guy and slowly wheedle away at the rubs, you know, support within the community. And anyone else like would have given up already. No, no, he's going to do it and he does it. Right? And that's something that, that you know, that's the Ra using it, using that same koyach. But it certainly is available to be used for Taiva as well and it would be a good idea. So, so the actual action is not the moyach? Which? When a person is in training. In, in no, training. when a person's trained, it's mamjnat. Again, if by Pavlov's dogs, anytime a person has a, a natural reflex, their head is saying, no, no, it's not, it's not, but the natural reflex does its thing anyways. Right? So a person who suffers trauma, right? he, had a, he, had a, he was in an accident. And, and now, finally, he's back and it's good. He gets into the car the next time. Or he's on the horse or whatever it is where the accident happened. And he, his whole body goes into fear mode. That's not coming from his brain. His brain knows statistically it's very highly unlikely. and da, 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 da. His brain is telling him all the right things. And his brain says, I don't care right, what you're saying. I decided, right, my subconscious brain, which is, that's a chilek of the gof. Yeah. What? Well, subconscious brain is a chilek of the gof. That, that's, uh, that's the, it comes from the nefesh. But, the next question, emotions. Well, so it depends which emotions, but... Again, there's natural emotions, and then there's oiskai, but the emotions, which are thought-out emotions, which are different. I don't know when in this Chabura, if we ever, you know, the next swarm that we'll do, but if we ever get to Tanya, he's very busy with breaking down exactly where each thing is coming from, what's coming from, from what, what is a, 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 just the fact that you're alive, what does that produce, and which things come from the nefesh, neshama, 
Chaya, etc. Different parts of the neshama. What drives come from where? But these sort of subconscious things, um, that's coming from the same sort. Uh, uh, animal has a has a trauma response similar to a human. Right? If you if you zap a mouse enough times, it it becomes afraid. It becomes traumatized by seeing that thing come. And even if it doesn't zap them, uh, you know, and it's in a different context, it will have a response, a natural response to be afraid. Um, and then the Gisa, now you're talking about training the goof. If a person somehow has a response that, then the body just controls in this situation every time, time, time again. If they figure out that they can, once out of every ten times, they're gonna they're gonna be able to break that pattern. That's that's from the seichel, obviously. Right. That's the seichel um, trying overriding the goof. And and Adraba, when you do that, so you so make is it. Higher, is that a higher level or a lower level? Then to to break the goof one out of every ten times is a higher or lower madriga than, than training the goof. It would be training. an earlier step in the in the process of growth. Which one? for most people to 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 one time stand up. In other words, you're still mostly a, your goof is mostly running rampant and doing its thing. But at least the seichel is, 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 is working. Yeah. Training mode, it's, we're sort of saying that the seichel's in... No, but then the seichel's certainly free to do its thing. Just because the goof is in autopilot doesn't mean the seichel should go to sleep. Now, that because the seichel is not busy having to override the goof, right, there's, there's like this um, thing that people have, you know, they, they, they find that the studies show that if people, um, if they give charity towards a towards like a, something, you know, for the environment. So then they, they will like more easily get into an SUV afterwards and drive around, which you think would be five carat, right? But it's not, you know, there's a certain struggle that people have. They want to enjoy themselves, but they also feel that like it's important to protect the environment. So there's only a certain amount that they can get themselves to do, to, to, hold in themselves and care about the environment. And once they give the tzedakah, boom, and now I'm free to do whatever I want. There's a, there's a, when, it, when it's a struggle, it wears a person down. And people only have the, the ability to struggle, usually, for most people, till a certain point before they just, you know what, okay, I give up. Uh, at least for today, I give up. Till tomorrow, you know, I'll be refreshed and I'll do it again. And... Um, and if you can get to the point where it's not a struggle, so now you're sort of free to do what you want. You know, the rest of Rav Aaron used to say, it shows more about Rav Aaron than being a useful piece of information for us. He used to tell us, Talmidim, you should eat good food. This way it won't distract you while you're thinking and learning while eating. If the food does not taste good, so it's a struggle to get it down. So you should have to think, chew, but if it's delicious food, so it does it on its own. Yeah, okay, again, that's Ravan, that's not us, right? By us, it's the other way. But if, so, Hagufa, in other words, if a person gets that, that their body eats, it doesn't, you know, and the, that, that's the other thing of the mind being separate. They've learned to separate their mind, so the other of having good food makes the, the body do its thing easier. But I was training the, the body. If a person, you know, in Kelm, right, Rav Dassel said when he was uh, someplace, they gave him porridge. And it, they didn't put anything in it. It tasted just like porridge with nothing in it. If you've tasted that, it's not so great. 
So he said something. He made a comment. So for the next, I think, four months straight or so, they just fed him that breakfast, lunch, and supper. And he said, what did he say? I, I think he said it did not cure him of his type of food, but it made him capable of eating anything you know, that's put in front of him. He, tr- he was able to have his body not need to have good food. So that's, that's training. So this sort of zach, um, and again, in Kelm, there was a zach not to open a letter, certainly not right away when you got it, to put it aside, five minutes a day, whatever, however you were looking at it. Carmel, the one who wrote Mechtamel Yo, the most of it, he said that when his father brought him to, to Rav Dasler to see if he should, would take him as a, like a personal Talmud, so, so he asked him, you know, are you willing to do it? So that's the one like this, for a minute, he's thinking. And he said, okay. He says, what day works for you? Another minute. Thinking. Tuesday. What time? A minute. Thinking. And, and Rav Ayakama was getting so nervous, he thought the guy, he thought it's a Meshugana, and why are you sending me to learn with such a person? He can't answer a simple question without thinking for a minute. So he later found out that he was working at that time on not answering right away. That even if you have an answer right away, a minute before I answer anything. And in, in the Bali Musa, this was constant. The need to become in control of your body. That it doesn't do its own thing. And, and that's a, it's in a very important part of growth. I, it's, it's in the regular Olam HaYeshivas. It's Bechlal not spoken about. Again, it's not for now. I don't want to end up on the soapbox, which sometimes happens. To a certain extent, Moser never made it into the yeshivas. But to the extent that it did, it, it happened to be, most yeshivas didn't incorporate. Most of the way Rabbi Yisrael wanted it, they did not incorporate. It happens to be the yeshivas that did became the most popular yeshivas. Um, I wonder why. And, and, and therefore, it, it has a feeling like the yeshiva belt was the Olam HaMoser. Right? Demir, Tells, Slabotka. Radin, all these yeshivas, Baranovich, all these yeshivas were uh, more or less had a Musa say that that was, that was patterned on Rambi Sol because they were run by Talmidim who held of him. Um, whether or not it was ever accepted, it, it, it's dead now. There's, except for Chavetz Chaim, um, there's no yeshiva that does Musar the way, the way that uh, it was taught by Rambi Sol to be done. Uh, they do, some places do a part of it. They still do a little bit Musa Bespilus that they scream and a little Musa say there. Even, even that, it's not, no one's really instructing anyone on what to do. They just hear other Bachim doing it, so they know that in this yeshiva we say it out loud, but they don't know what they're supposed to be doing, what's supposed to be happening inside when you do it. So you just sit there screaming out loud, wondering, am I doing this right? Am I, am I screaming loud enough? I know, it's whatever. It's the equivalent of squeezing your eyes shut tightly during that. It's an Isaac, maybe it helps if you knew what you were doing, but you don't, so it doesn't really accomplish much. I'm only halfway up the soapbox. Anyways, but Lamaisa and Yeshivas, they don't, they don't do Musa anymore. I have a Talmud. Um, he, he, he met, he, again, he's in Shai Rosam, so he came in with a lot of struggles. Baruch Hashem, he left now, he's in the Masmidim program in Aguda, which that's a tremendous step. So he met a bunch of his former classmates who were in a mainstream yeshiva and never went through the struggles, at least not openly, that he went through. 
And, um, and in many cases, no, not, not the struggles that he went through. Uh, he just met some of them. And he says that they're taka good learners, but it feels like... He came over and said, I want to thank Rabbi again. I know I thank you by the graduation, but I want to thank you again, because now I, I, see, I see the difference. There's a certain lack of toichen, a certain lack of maturity, a certain lack of understanding the darke ha'olam. Again, if... I very much really, the MS and I would appreciate if what I'm saying is wrong, someone tell it over to the Rosh Hashiva and have him tell me that I'm wrong. But the Zach of Torah will fix everything is simplistic and childish. It, it, Torah at, it gives you the fuel to fix things, but if you don't point it at those things, it's not going to fix them on its own. Okay? The, if a person has bad midas, and they just learn, and they don't ask themselves when they learn, what is this telling me? How, how does, what, do my actions match up with this? So then, they become a walking Hashem. There's someone who clearly is from the Shufrei HaYidin, there's someone who learns Torah, and, but what it's Torah supposed to do to a person, it's not doing. And people look and they say, what's this? My eye. And, and it could be things that are really bad. Mamish, that they, they're willing to be right with people. And the Kahina Mida is right, Mamish. And sometimes it's just like, oh God, why are you so childish? Why do you care about the same things that the little kids care about? Why, you, you, why can't you be bigger than that? Why, why is there so much catness that there's still this, like, in a good yeshiva, you can find the same fights about dorm stuff that you could find in a not good yeshiva. Uh, a not good yeshiva. Yeshiva with Bachar Moran, not learning anywhere near that level. It should be then a yeshiva where the, 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 the Ramah in Torah is high. So they say, who cares which bed I'm in? I don't know. Give me a bed, whatever, and I'll sleep in it. Yeah, it's this, it's that. Well, who cares? I don't know. I can't be busy fighting with people over beds. I thought you're allowed to have, you know, it doesn't just because you've been learning for a few years, doesn't mean that you're, you're you know, you know, that you don't care about your bed anymore. But it's not something you want to fight about, right? It, and yet we don't always see that. What's Pshat? Pshat is that the Dalim is, is not training themselves. And you have to, you have to have a shtickle seichel. And you have to understand that it's not that something other than Torah Tavlin. It's not. It's, it's just, of course the Torah is what's going to make it go. And a person who just becomes a disciplined guy is going to be disciplined, a disciplined German who's going to kill people. Okay? And it's not, and, and if he doesn't kill people, he'll do other things wrong. And he's not going to have the sensitivity of the Torah to, to become an Adam Choshev. However, if a person does not train themselves to be in control of themselves, so then the Torah is going to make you big. And if you're a higher raw, so you'll be a big higher raw. And you'll be a very from higher raw. The Torah does work on, on the person's from kind. In other words, things that are often, and it says it's usher here, so a person learns Torah becomes more sensitive to that. And he won't do things that it says are usher. But it's, it's going to be just as good at convincing himself that it doesn't say it's usher. And using his lambdas to come up with all sorts of Right? Why? This is not what it says. That's what will happen. Because he hasn't worked on the things he needs to work on. We need to make it a bigger zach. To the practical training. The practical training. Of just being in control of yourself. Of not giving up. Baruch Hashem. I don't want to make it sound like in the other my yeshivas. There's no one like this. There are many, many, many people. Baruch Hashem. 
who are still working on themselves. And they do, they, they, or, they try to work on this, and they, try to, and they make storm for themselves. And the, you know, the Rav has this, the, the Vadim system. The Vadim, that's what Vadim are. They're more on the practical side. Okay, we're going to take a thing now, and we're going to try to work on it. Now, if, if Torah is not incorporated into that, if a person doesn't, so you're going to come up with a weird zachin, and you can have people, okay, you know, right, let's, we, we, Achtas is good, so we're going to go out bowling every week. We're going to go bowling for, you know, a few hours, we'll go bowling. And this way we'll increase the Achtas in the neighborhood. Uh, to a certain extent, it's true, probably. You'll also, at the same time, you increase the Achtas, you'll make a Shalom Bayez problems, and other problems will come up, and what's a bowling alley like, etc., etc. So you could come up with non wise things to do when you're just working on yourself. So you need the, the Orha Torah to see where to work on yourself and how to work on yourself and where to apply. But a person has to work on themselves. That's not... Okay. So Sif Gimel. Umakoim Ashuhu Besoichai We never finish base? Okay. So where does the last paragraph start? Okay, so in mine, in this one, it's all one paragraph. Um, so, so I'm going to go back a little bit. So he said that in the brackets before he said he said that the body is now you're not going to separate from your body legamri because the separation of death is not legamri. Okay, he mukhrach. Therefore, since you're not going to separate legamri right after the brackets, it's brackets by you too. No. no. Okay. So, but you have the place. Right over there. Rather, uh, the fifth line, okay. Where? No, the next page. Oh, fifth line over there. Okay, so. So, um. <laughs> The Nisham is going to have to work and strengthen itself. It's going to have to go and weaken the Koyach HaChomrias in the Guf, because otherwise you're not... Again, that's what Adam Haba is, together with that Guf. So it has to get weakened at some point. Until we reach the point that the Guf is not Choyshech at all. Now again, this doesn't have to happen in this world. It can't happen in this world. Um, it's going to happen after Tchiasa Mason. But then he's telling you the process that has to happen. And then the guf is able to go up together with the Neshama. And to be enlightened by the Or Elyon of Adam Haba. In place of its current situation of being low and or dark and low. He's in a, a situation that the pull of and the reality to him of of Chumrius is extremely strong. And since this Chumrius is not just again like we said Chumrius, it's also dark and 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 defiling. So it comes out that the person's matzav. Is betoichara. He's he's nislavish in ra. That's that's really what's happening when you're born. Is that because you're chumris and chumris today after Adam Rishon is ra. So a person is born into a matzav of ra, and he starts off being bad. He starts off being uh, uh, enveloped by the koyches atumah. But isn't 
isn't that a kasha in a way that a, you would call a baby bad? Why? What kachas are there in that guf? No, it's it's called the stam. The pull towards Gashmias is today. That means a baby sees a juicy piece of chazer, it wants it, and that chazer pulls. If it eats it, and even the wanting of it pulls up a, a little bit. No, I'm saying the second it comes into the world, there's no retainers of a of a baby. What's saying? It's just the eating. The good, yeah. That that itself today after Adamarishan, that's ra. Uh, not, not that's not an extreme ra. It's not really ra. It's not terrible ra, but it is ra. And you know it's machshech, right? We say that koydem she yispal adam she yichnas toyel tov meav yispal shaloy yichnas madan tov meav. Why? Why does it have to be? What's wrong with madanim being there? I understand that to the extent that you're busy running after madanim, so you're not going to during that time you're running after Torah. But why is it like as if they're connected to each other? I know today. Madanim is ra, and it, it's machshich the or ha and it's not that a person the Torah is over here and the achila is over here and it just they compete. The achila that's over here weakens the Torah that's over there, and at the same time the Torah over here does enlighten the achila shtickle. But if, if the real matzah the way it should have been is the achila is achila. It's not, it's not bad, it's not good. It's, it's parv, whatever. It's, again, it would be a waste of time. The, 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 the choosing to go after it would be the problem, but it itself, oops, would not be. So, so the, um, but that's not the way it is now after Chet of the Marishan, and therefore the person is in Matzav, Choyshech Mo'ed. V'rochuk Mo'ed Mimashe Roy and he's very far away from what he should be. Um, we went backwards this week. <laughs> to, uh, to attach himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, a person has to put his Eshtadlus towards this. It's not okay, again, not okay, to just say, I'm going to focus my mind on Torah and let my body do its thing. A person has to work on fixing the body too. Um, uh, um, against his pull of Chumrius to improve his situation so that his Chumrius is not pulling so strongly that it's his goof is not so dark and to keep lifting it up until the proper amount Okay, so that's, as he started this, um, he started Be'ezov here, that if you look at the person, so you notice himself and his matzah. So he's just described himself. Now he's going to describe the matzah. The place where he is, the world, a person is not put into a world that is a balance between, uh, again, after Chet Adam Rishon, that is a balance between Ruchnius and Gashmius. Right? In, in, in Gan Eden, so Adam was in a matzah where there was a Eitz Hadas and there was an Eitz Hachayim. Um, again, there's different places where it's mashma, it's the same tree, depending on how you would relate to it, it would, it would be different. But the, the idea is that everything in that world had the potential to bring you close to Hashem or the potential to be marchik you from Hashem. 
um, depending on how, what Adam would have done. If Adam would have not eaten from the Etzadas, he would have stayed away from Chumriyas, so the whole world that he was in would have immediately been lifted up to become Olam Haba, without going through the process of destruction that we go through now, which means, like we spoke, that everything would have become an antenna giving off uh, uh, vibes and, and, and signals of Das Alekim. That was the potential they had. That's not the world that we find ourselves in. When we find ourselves in, it's true that a person using his Seichel can go under the surface and see within the Chumris of this world the fingerprint of HaGadosh Baruch Hu, in which case it does become a form of revealing, revelation about Hashem, but it's not anything like what it was then. And really, it's, that's your Seichel um, sort of drawing it out from buried deep within. But what, the, the, what you apprehend originally when you come to this world is Chumris. And only Chumris. And nothing but the Chumris. Um, and, and it can become overwhelming. The Chol and Choshech, therefore, as well. It's, the world is a place of Ra. It's a place that fights on the side. Generally, the world fights on the side of the Yitzhar. The Chol Hanim Tzoyim Shaboy. And all the things in the world, Chumriyim, are also physical. The Asik shall Adam boy, and the, the things that a person has to do in this world, Ubimiluai, and with all that fills the world, they all have to be physical. You can't interact with anything. We are not telepaths, and we can't interact with things on, telepathically. We have to interact with them physically. And everything that we know about the world, is because we have experienced it with one of our five senses first, and then our seichel can work on what our senses have experienced. But that's all we know about things, right? If there, would be, if there happens to be in this room a neshama right now, listening into the shir, we don't think about it, we don't analyze it, because we, since we can't experience it physically, we're unaware of it. And that's, that's, how we, that's how we interact with this world. I mean, there's a shaykh to become a person who's a Baal Rocha Kodesh, and his neshama is able to sense the things that are not physical. But for everyone else, all your interactions are physical. Everything you do in the world is physical. Right? Even for a very great gadol, it's still a physical world that he lives in. And, and all his interactions have to be physical. Right? If, he wants to, if he wants to do chesed, it has to be physical. It's with a smile. It's with a helping hand. But it's a physical act. So, Kevan she'kulam chumriyim, the gufnias, the gufnim, they're all physical and with a body. V'tchunasoi shal ha'odam atzmai. And the nature of a person himself, v'harchovas cholokim, and the way all his parts are put together, machrikim lo ha'esek b'zeh, requires him to be involved in this chumriyim. Let's say a person says, you know what, I just want to be a seichel ha'nivdal. So you know what you become? Dead is what you become. Because you have to eat, and you have to sleep, and, and, and again, leaving aside Torah and anything, you, just, you are forced to engage this physical world and be physical. And there's no way to avoid that. You can't go without eating and drinking. And all the other physical things. A person has to do is you know, protect himself from harm and and etc. Not only that, you can't even go without a certain amount of money and without a certain amount of, from someone, it may not be your Isaac, but someone's going to have to be Isaac with it, um, 
so that you could get the food and drink that you need. Right? And it ends up being this gigantic world, right? Uh, you know, and, and it, it sometimes, it, it used to be that there was a type of thing where a person could have a job, like a part-time job, you know, right? to open his business for an hour a day. And you can't open a business an hour a day now. You're, the insurance that you have to pay for your workers and for the... It's not how it goes. It's not, the, the, the industry is set up in such a way there's not part, certain types of part-time jobs. Right? There's no one that's giving you a job for an hour. Come in an hour a day and do your job and I'll pay you very little. They want someone who works 18 hours a day, whatever, you know, whatever it is, or seven hours a day or six hours a day, and they're, they're able to do their thing. Right? Even people who theoretically you could get like 100 part-time workers who come in for one hour, right? You're a business, yeah? Could have, you could theoretically have a guy who comes from 9 to 10, right by us in, in Aguda, they have by the, the, the gate. So there's one guy who watches this slot and one guy who watches this slot. You know, they have a lot of jobs and they give out. So they give out. You know, you have a two-hour slot here, you have a two-hour slot. Okay, that's a camp thing that to do. But in a real business, no one does that. You don't hire. I have an assistant guy who comes from 9 to 10. And another guy who comes from 10 to 11. You want a guy who's going to be there every day, the same, same guy, same tools, same you know, work ethic, whatever. And you know what you're counting on. And, and you know, there's a, a whole professional temporary um, industry that you know what you're, you're a professional temp. Right? They don't want people just popping in. So you're forced to be Isaac in this world. Venimsa, so it comes out. Both from your neshama, from your guf itself, the fact that it has drives. And the fact that you're in a world that is physical. And what you have to do in order to exist within that world, which is physical. You are drowning in physicality, and therefore you are sunk into the darkness of physical world. It takes a tremendous amount of effort. If you would just want to disassociate, you become an aesthetic, and disassociate from yourself from this world would take a tremendous amount of work. And even then, you'd be killing half yourself. So what's the point? Um, right? Even after all that, again, you still would have to eat and sleep a little bit, at least. And so, you know, it is what it is. So therefore, uh, too bad we didn't get to it this week, but the next piece, right, invite all your friends, because this is, this is the Yusoy. He's now going to describe that rather than the, the Chiddush of Yiddishkeit. The Chiddush of Yiddishkeit, al kol religions in the world, right? what Avraham was mechadish to the world. We'll leave you with a riddle. Right? What was Avraham's Chiddush to the world? So then the belt, they say that he was mechadish monotheism. That's Shtusim. Noach was a monotheist, Mitzvah was a monotheist, Adam was a monotheist, and Shem Ve'ever had a yeshiva. It was teaching monotheism. They were not teaching that there's many gods. They were not pagans, chas v'shalom. They were Hashem Echad. So what did Avraham... Why was Nimrod not out to get Shem Ve'ever? And Noach, who was still alive. Why was he... What was his issue with Avraham? What was Avraham's chiddish that was getting people nervous, and that made him the father of Yiddishkeit, as opposed to Shem, Eber, Noach, Adam, Zishalach, and Anayish, and all the tzaddikim that came before. Tune in this week to find out.